Do you have a love for nature and everything that involves it? Are you interested in learning the current issues concerning our environment? Perhaps you want to know more about it. Well, you came to the right place. Welcome to the Environmental Elves podcast for people who are interested in nature. This is where we spill the tea about the latest news concerning Mother Nature and the planet we live on, Earth. This is Aaron Holloway coming to you from Hemet, California on May 19th, 2021. Today, I'm joined by Luna Tran, and we are talking about whether or not the U.S. government should impose stricter energy efficiency standards on light bulbs. Wow, are light bulbs that big of a deal? They seem so irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. I know, right? But they actually kind of are. Lighting is a $37 billion industry in the U.S. 15% of the energy produced in the U.S. goes to powering light bulbs, and according to the United Nations, 8% of greenhouse gas emissions are relating to related to lighting. Oh wow, they are a big deal, both as a part of an industry and as an impact to our climate. So how exactly would the government be able to impose stricter energy efficiency standards on light bulbs? Like they're just light bulbs. Is stricter energy efficiency standards just another way of saying that we can't use as many light bulbs, just like how a few years ago we had to use less water? No, it isn't, but I'm sure using less light bulbs would have a positive effect on the climate. But that's besides the point. The current current dominant light bulb technology being used in the U.S. is the incandescent light bulb. The incandescent light bulb works by illuminating a small filament housed in a glass bulb and is able to convert 10% of its energy input into light. Jeez, 10%? And I thought ethanol was inefficient. At this point, it seems like it's more efficient to just catch a bunch of fireflies or burn a candle for lighting <laughs> true but luckily more energy efficient light bulbs have been made for example compact fluorescent lights cfls use less energy than incandescent bulbs but produce the same amount of light not only that but they emit less greenhouse gases than incandescent bulbs okay so people just use cfls over incandescent bulbs then yes I'd agree, but the issue is that the initial price of the CFL light bulb is more expensive than incandescent light bulbs, but the energy costs paid afterwards are significantly lower. A lot of people use incandescent over CFL light bulbs because they see that the initial price is lower and assume that overall, incandescent bulbs are cheaper. But anyways, even though the consumers in a sense play a role in the government, let's move on to discussing the government itself. Luna, why do you think people would be against the government enforcing stricter energy regulations for light bulbs? I mean, after all, it seems like such an insignificant decision. I personally say it's because of fear of communism. Sounds crazy, I know. But I'd imagine people are against it because they want to maintain the idea of lies are fair in the economy and let consumers buy whatever type of life bulb they want. The fear of communism is deeply rooted into our country. And even the smallest things that aren't exactly capitalistic send some politicians into fear and panic. Basically, they read the book 1984 once and interpreted to be 100% anti-government, which makes them greatly fear any type of government regulation. Okay, I can see that. But there are concerns about CFLs containing mercury. Some worry that if the bulbs break, the exposure to mercury will result in harmful side effects, such as young children developing developmental problems. But then again, it has been found that they don't contain that much mercury. Some saying it contains as much mercury as a six ounce can of tuna. Tuna has mercury in it? Why? That's so weird. Mm. Well, anyways, 
I'd imagine that the mercury content of the light bulb also makes the light bulb nearly impossible to recycle and properly dispose of. And as a result, mercury is released into the environment and harms wildlife. By the way, tuna gets its mercury from it entering their gills or from eating smaller fish contaminated with it. Just wanted to say. Anyways, Luna, do you think the U.S. government should impose stricter energy efficiency standards on light bulbs? Once again, it's a gray area. I'd say it's a lot like ethanol. CFL aren't the ideal choice, but at least the very least, they're better than in- incandescence bulbs. They're overall cheaper, more energy efficient, and emit less greenhouse gases. The mercury content is a concern when it comes to disposal and recycling, but I think the issue will only encourage innovation and cause for a viable recycling method for things that can ter- contain mercury to be created. I don't know if it would be ethical for the government to intervene or not, but I think at the very least they could provide some sort of incentive to use more eco-friendly light bulbs or require the overall cost to be printed very largely on the boxes for light bulbs. Yeah, Luna, I agree with you. This is so weird. This is the last episode of the environmental L's. Kind of bittersweet. Yeah, I know, right? A part of me dreads these podcasts because they take so much effort than other assignments but at the same time, I enjoy them a lot. They've allowed me to challenge myself in many ways, such as learning how to communicate ideas better. Yeah, it was a long, dreadful journey, but also joyful, too. I honestly didn't think we would make it, since it was just the two of us, you know, making these podcasts. Not gonna lie, I'm gonna miss teasing you. By the way, what was your favorite thing we discussed on these podcasts? Probably desertification. It was something I had never heard of, and it was a really interesting concept for me. Plus, I love how that episode came out. What about you? I really enjoyed the environmental policies one. Our jokes there was amazing and it even cracked me up. It was an enjoyable podcast to create with the weird slang and obnoxious laughing sound effects in the background. Ah, good times. Our podcasts have changed so much over the semester. Like, remember when we did them with Jonathan and now we just don't? Oh my god, I do remember. I wonder what happened to him. Anyways, Aaron, do you think the things we learned in this class will will influence you in the long run? I think they will. Like, for example, if someone says climate change isn't real or a big deal, I can also cite so many reasons that it is and that it affects everyone. I've also learned to be more critical of certain people's arguments. Like, if a corporation is arguing against something, whether it be an eco-friendly product or an environmental or sustainable policy, I'll now be more critical and take their bias into account. What about you, Luna? Honestly, yes. I think it will benefit me by having more knowledge about the environment and the dangerous human influence on the environment. It will allow me to be more careful with taking care of the environment, like using my car less to to prevent less air pollution. Well, I got a blast, Aaron. The podcast was nice while it lasted. Yeah, it was. Thanks for being my co-host. Thank you to all five of our loyal listeners for tuning in every other week. We hope that you've enjoyed our podcast. I hope that we were able to show you the greener side of life. Thanks so much for listening and remember to keep it green. Ciao.